The kingdom of God is rooted in reciprocal love. The kingdom of God is rooted in reciprocal love. God's love for us, our love for God, our love for one another. It goes round and round. And Jesus said that when we love like that, the kingdom of God is close at hand. Those are important words for us here at Richmond Hill. We pray every day, three times a day, that God's kingdom will come here in metropolitan Richmond as it is in heaven. And Jesus points out to the scribe that you are not far from it when you love this way. But love like this begins with God. And that's critical for us to remember The Shema, as we sang earlier, appears in this particular text in Mark's Gospel, connected to the Great Commandment. I think sometimes we look right past it. When we think what is most important, the first thing that comes to mind is that we are to love God with everything we are, and then we're to love neighbor as self. But we can't forget that God first loves us. And that without that, we're not able to love in return. We're not able to do much of anything, really, except take care of ourselves or look out for number one again and again. Spiritual teacher and writer Henry Nouwen used to draw a line across a chalkboard from side to side. And in the middle, he'd draw a little line or highlight just a section and say, this is your life. This line, though, represents God's love from everlasting to everlasting. And then he would say, God has been loving you long before you ever appeared on this earth. And God will be loving you long after you are gone. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. That statement is not about God's exclusiveness though it does say something unique about who God is for us, it is more a statement about God's inclusiveness. God's inclusivity. God is one. And all things are found in God. Celtic Christianity would say that God is in all things, yet contained by no thing. God is in all things, yet contained by no thing. It's a statement about both the transcendence of God, but most importantly, the imminence of God. That God is right here with us in this place, in all that has been created. In the creation story, God said, it is good, it is good, it is good, it is good, it is very good. God saw all that God had created. And God was in love with it and with you, and with me. And we have to remember that this first commandment begins with God first loving us. And now we can love in return. It's not about earning God's love, it's about returning God's love. And that's critical for us. We've got to remember that we have a part to play in God's love that it flows through us 
and it flows back to God. And one of the ways that happens is it flows to one another. That we're more able to love ourselves and we're more able to love each other. And out of that, community is formed. And the kingdom of God is realized. This coming weekend, John Philip Newell is going to be with us. John Philip is a teacher of Celtic spirituality. He lives in Edinburgh, Scotland. And he has written extensively on uh, his understanding of Celtic spirituality. He was once the warden of the Iona community in the Western Hebrides of Scotland. And he'll be leading a retreat here. And in one of his books, a book entitled A New Harmony, which is subtitled uh, Spirit, Nature, and the Human Soul, he writes of a, a new Christian community, not unlike Richmond Hill. But he got to know one of the monks in this community, a man named Roland Walls. And Roland told him the story of the formation of this Christian community. They um, went to a wise old monk for some advice. So their community went to an old established community to learn about the essential tenets of religious community. What it would be, what it would be important for them to know if they were going to live together uh, in a community committed to Jesus. And I want to read what Philip Newell writes recounting Roland's story. Roland said that on the first day, the old monk shuffled into the room, this teacher that they went to see, who had been in community most of his adult life. He shuffled into the room and he sat down in front of them and he said, today I have just one thing to say to you. And he said, God loves you. Now go away and think about that. And so off, off the few monks went and they spent the day in silence and in discipline and they pondered what that might mean. That God loves us. That God is reaching out for us. They walked around the gardens and reflected in their individual selves on the great mystery of God's love for creation and God's love for humanity. On the second morning, the old monk again shuffled into the room slowly and sat down and turned to the few who were gathered there and said, Today I have just one thing to say to you. You can love God. Now go away and think about that. And so off they went, wandering around again in silence and through the garden, spending the day reflecting on this teaching and the great truth that God not only loves us, but also longs for our love. And Newell writes, not only are we recipients of love, we are the beloved partners in an eternal love affair. So on the third morning, Roland wondered what could possibly be added to the essential teachings of the first two days. God loves us, and we can love God. Was there anything to add to this completeness? And the old monk shuffled into the room and sat down and said to them, Today I have just one thing to say to you. You are to love one another. Now go away and live this truth as a community. That's the real challenge, isn't it? For us to love one another. 
to care for one another the way that God cares for us, to live in community in a way that embodies the love of God that we know in Jesus Christ and we believe and trust in. But for that to happen, we also have to love ourselves and to care enough about ourselves to be gentle at times, to be understanding, to be patient and compassionate. For some reason, that's just really difficult for us. It's hard for us to believe that God loves us just the way we are. But God is that good. God loves us not because we're good, but because God is. And if we can begin to claim that for ourselves, we can also love ourselves just as we are. And in so doing, be more able to love each other and to care for each other in ways that are helpful and that build the kind of community that God intends for us. This past weekend, we held a shadow retreat here. And without getting into great detail about that, uh, the shadow is a metaphor that comes up in Jungian psychology, referring to parts of ourselves that we don't see, like our shadow. It's cast behind us. And the shadow represents both the good, the bad, and ugly of who we are, but we're not conscious of. We don't see it. We're not even aware of it. Other people see our shadow, but we can't see it. And the problem with that is that as we grow up, we begin to project those things onto other people and even onto whole groups of people. That the very thing we can't possibly love or accept about ourselves, we send out there in the world, and so we find scapegoats, and we blame other people. When somebody irritates you and you're not really sure why, it's probably an indication that your shadow is at work. So we do this, and in our country you see this happening all the time, but on large groups of people, the way we've been treating immigrants, for, for instance, or foreigners of various kind, or Muslims, this idea that they're all bad, that's shadow stuff. And the story that Jim alluded to from last week, the horrific shootings in the Tree of Life synagogue in Pittsburgh was partly an act of the shadow. Somebody who was saying that all Jews have to die. There's something wrong with that person. They haven't learned to love even themselves. And so they project their hate outward. On one of the morning shows last week, I saw a man named Judah Samet, who is a member of the Tree of Life synagogue, and it just happens that he survived the horrific shooting. He was a few minutes late to synagogue that day. He also is a person that survived the Jewish Holocaust. He was at Bergen-Belsen for 10 weeks as a child. And he was on a morning show, and the interviewer was asking him what it was like to have been through these two horrific things in his lifetime, and whether there was anything that he had to share with America. And a very soft-spoken man, he paused for a moment, and he looked shyly at the camera, and he simply said, love is so much easier than hate. 
Love is so much easier than hate. Why is it so hard for us to trust that and to live that way? Jesus is saying here to us that love is the way to the kingdom of heaven. James Finley, who is um, one of the faculty at the Living School in Albuquerque with Richard Rohr and Cynthia Bergeau, uh, as a young man was mentored by Thomas Merton. And I learned this simple prayer from him. It's a breath prayer, and it connects well with our text for today and this invitation for us to receive God's love and to return God's love and to live in God's love. And James Finley says simply that use this mantra when you breathe. When you inhale, say to yourself, I love you. And when you exhale, say to yourself, I love you. But when you're inhaling, you are breathing in literally the breath of God. And hear those words from God as you breathe. I love you. I love you. And as you exhale, you're saying to God, I love you back. I love you. Remember that little game you used to play with your kids or your parents or somebody you really loved and when they said, I love you, and you said, I love you back, they said, well, I love you more. No, I love you more. It's kind of like that. And Finley says, this is a kind of meditation you can do anywhere. You don't have to be in a room by yourself. You can be on the bus, you can be in a crowd, simply become aware of your breathing. And as you inhale, you inhale the love of God. I love you, Joel. I love you. 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 you." Jesus wants us to know that we are loved and that we are to love in return each other, ourselves, and all of God's creation. And as we do that, we come close, 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 like the air we breathe, that close to the kingdom of God. And may it be realized here among us and in this city, in Christ's name. Amen.